So, welcome everybody. Uh, here we go again with episode number four, Burlesque Performers. And yes, apologies. I know I'm very, very late with this episode. But I've got a brilliant excuse because I was on my holidays in Ireland. And it was the first time in ages uh, with all this COVID shenanigans and the travel restrictions. So it has held me back in the podcasting department. But listen, I'm here now and I'm throwing a Hastings eye on our very own local burlesque scene. So, once again, like, follow, subscribe and review if you enjoy these podcasts and please do share with others. Now, as in episode two, where I admitted to knowing absolutely nothing about art, I also know absolutely nothing about burlesque. So, I'm hoping Judith, our resident Hastings burlesque performer, can shine some light on this for us. So, welcome Judith, otherwise known as Pup, uh, Poop, yeah, sorry, hang on a second. What's this your name is, Judith? Poop and Devere. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to stop you right there. <laughs> it's a common mistake and nobody can pronounce it well. Um, and it's because it's just a completely made up name, but it's Puppin. So, Puppin. Puppin, yeah, it comes from Puppy. It's quite common um, for burlesque performers to name themselves um, using nicknames. And my family nickname when I was growing up was Puppy because I had big feet and I was very clumsy and I used to sort of wobble around and fall over a lot. Um, so I was like a big clumsy puppy is what Aww. everybody used to say. Um, puppy. And then I just kind of made it sound exotic and French. <laughs> which it does when I pronounce it sometimes when other people pronounce it not so much because I get pooping <laughs> not great Put- I was once announced on stage as Putin which like <laughs> so, which I found hilarious but yeah I may be late with this podcast but I have brought a present back for you from Ireland I thought to myself I've got a burning question what is burlesque? So I thought, I know I'll ask some friends and family and see what they think burlesque is. So apologies to all you Hastonians. You've missed out on the Vox Pop this time, but next time I knock one up, I hope you're all, you'll all be queuing in a line for it. Burlesque. What does it mean? Burlesque to me is American blues risque show back Josephine Baker, back in the 30s, 20s or 30s. Strippers. Probably think of Dita Von Tees. Um, that's the first name that comes to mind. Burlesque. Exotic dancing. I think of raucous body dancing. That's what I think of. Overflowing bosoms over corsets. <laughs> the Roaring Twenties. Ladies with fat asses on an occasional night out for a group of people would be a really, really interesting type of show. A Bob Dylan album, something burlesque, uh, I don't know the name of it. Provocative. I kind of have a notion, but not really sure, so I'd say I don't know. Burlesque. Fancy way of strippers. Strippers. A European city, like Berlin. Why? Um, all the late night um, parties, the nightclubs, the, yeah, the night scene. The think of tassels. Not to everybody's taste, but if you like it, you probably really like it. 
Jesus sake, the no manners. Burlesque dancing. Um, Moulin Rouge in Paris. The movie Moulin Rouge. What does it mean to me? Not an awful lot. Gantly clad women dancing around on tables. Paris, probably. That Fontese woman comes to mind, that's about it. Theatre that's out there, that's interesting, that's different, that's avant-garde, that's a little bit risque, quite old-fashioned in many, many ways, and it's quite fun and quite adventurous. Judith, spill the beans. What is burlesque? I think when you when you are outside the burlesque scene, what you tend to think of burlesque as is the very high-end, very polished performers like Dita Von Teese or yes. the big show productions. You also kind of see some of the films as well. So you may have seen Burlesque, you may have seen Gypsy, you may have seen what we call classic burlesque. So that's a very kind of classic showgirly type burlesque, which exists and it still exists. And, you know, I have enormous amount of respect for and that is the building blocks for kind of what everyone does. But there was in the kind of the 80s a revival of burlesque, which we call neo-burlesque, mm -hmm. which is much more about storytelling and about character and about inclusion and about the, the idea that there are no limits to who can do burlesque, no limits to what burlesque can be. It's much less about the polish and more about the heart, if you understand what I mean. So yeah. it's a very much a kind of punk feeling burlesque now in, it, in, in the way that anybody can do it. All you need is the enthusiasm and the ideas and you just get up and you make it happen. So we're going to have a wee listen uh, to you performing or to uh, an intro at a show that I saw you performing in, a cabaret cerise show. And um, you're backstage, you're as pooping de ver, you've got all the gear on, you're waiting in the wings, the MC's warming up the crowd, your signature tune starts. Um, how, how, how do you feel? Snake charmer dance, so gents, cross your legs. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? I'm not going to say I feel like a different person because I don't feel like a different person. You just feel like the superhero version of you. Oh. You just feel kind of like you because it's an, what you do is an expression of you um, and it comes very much from you and it's very personal. Um, but you also feel slightly invincible as well. Um, and I'm quite... I'm surprisingly quite a quiet and quite an anxious person. I... I do suffer from social anxiety. I actually find the bit before you go on stage where you're in a dressing room with a lot of people that you don't know a lot more intimidating than actually being on stage taking my clothes off. Okay. And some people can't get that, but it's incredibly freeing once you're on the stage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just gives you kind of... Well, I mean... It, it's the most incredible buzz once you've done it and anybody who's done it will know 
the kind of excitement and buzz that you get from doing it um and yeah the costumes and the makeup and stuff like that you're doing it to tell a story mm. but it's also a kind of protective layer as well so yeah and when you've finished for the night, you've come out of Poop and Devere, you've packed it all up into the suitcase. And how do you that pack feel? it all back into your suitcase? You get the last train back from London and, you know, <laughs> and you hope that nobody notices you've still got a Grinch nose on, that sort of thing. Yeah. And when you take it all off, mm-hmm. you're just back to, to Judith's. Mm-hmm. What time is my train? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, quick oh, glass yeah. of wine. Yeah, oh, very much so. I don't... I. I get quite nervous, so I don't want to eat or drink. Also, you're wearing a corset because you don't really want to be eating before you do that. So I tend to kind of not eat or drink very much before I do the show. Immediately the show finishes, the makeup's off. I'm standing at the bar with a pint. (laughs) Normally, I've said to the producer, look, I need to get the last train back. So I need to, can you put me on early on in the bill? Because I need to leg it out here. And yeah, you're running across London with a suitcase. (laughs) it's not terribly glamorous really let's put it that way brilliant image enough chortling come on Judith tell us a little bit of the history of burlesque so to burlar is to laugh Um, burlesque was a and you see people are going to listen to that go she's wrong Um, (laughs) but I'm doing my best here Um, burlesque was a type of theatre whereby you were allowed to mock or take the mickey out of figures of authority okay Um, so from the beginning it had that kind of subversive quality of taking the mickey you know made fun of them and that was the kind of theatre background to it more modern burlesque was kind of it came from the kind of 20s or so and these shows were kind of very much linked to variety shows of the time as well they were considered very risque at the Mm. time they were very regularly raided and you know public not real nudity but public showing of flesh was incredibly risque and pretty much they were considered sex workers they were considered strippers they were you know it was it was very very risque stuff um but that's where the more modern burlesque traditions come from then it kind of died out a little bit with um well various reasons that it died out but but the sort of censorship lifting Mm -hmm. um it wasn't perhaps such a thrill anymore so they became less popular um and I mean, the more glamorous, um, traditional, classical burlesque still exists as well. So if you look at people like Dita Montes, massive following, massive mm. shows, um, you know. So I actually looked her up online mm-hmm. and she's doing a show uh, soon, I don't know mm. when, uh, in London. And the tickets go from 65 quid. Oh, yeah. To 465. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can believe that. I can believe that. I think it's the London Palladium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I went to see her at the London Palladium, what, I don't know, four years ago. Yes, very expensive, very high-end stuff. Very um, excellent. Very excellent. Amazing. I mean, the amount that goes into the costuming and the staging of her shows, it, mm. it's spectacular. They are spectacular. Really incredible. So from Dita Von Tees 
to Poop and Devere. Let's see what you got. So maybe, Judith, I'll get to see a lot more of mm-hmm. you. Yes, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know there's a pun there, but yeah, <laughs> plenty of me. Now, what were you saying about that feather boa? I was saying earlier I've got an act where I was mucking about with a feather boa because feather boas are a very traditional burlesque prop. So it's a very traditional kind of burlesque dance. And as I was playing with it, I thought, oh, this would make a great snake. It looks like a snake. It was a green one. So I'm like, I'm going to stick a, a snake's head on the end of this and turn it into a snake puppet. Let's go back over to Cabaret Cerie, where I saw you perform with your little snake puppet. Right, Cabaret Cerie put on their own shows. So they are a a well-established group of performers who perform group acts and also individual acts. Um, And they usually invite one or two people to come in and join them. So this is the first time I've done a Cabaret Cerie show. Um, I went to see the last one. They were really great. So you're looking forward I'm to really being a guest for, performer? Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. That will be really fun. Ladies It was definitely a home crowd at the Cabaret Cerie evening. The Grove Theatre Eastbourne was packed. The bar was busy, the beer very tasty, the MC very cheeky, and a good night was on everyone's agenda. The audience were very practised in their oohs and ahs. Our girl Judith was definitely my favourite of the night. She strutted out on stage, resplendent in a red and green 1950s number. The audience loved her. She used humour, music, to tell the story of herself and her green feather boa pal, Snake Pal. Well, he turned out to be a bit of a pain in the neck. And before he could get the chance to bite her in her neck, Judith tossed him away before feeling the need... Yes, you've guessed it, to strip off that little 1950s number to a, let me tell you, wildly appreciative audience. Judith, it does beg the question, how did you get involved with all of this? I am now 58. So I started burlesque when I was 55, looking on Facebook for a dance class. Wanted to do dance just kind of for fitness reasons really more than anything else. Had gone to a couple of different types of dance. It was okay, but I was like, yeah, yeah. And I saw adverts for burlesque classes and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And anyway, I went, these classes were in Hastings. Um, I thought that looks like fun. Within the first class, I was just like, yeah, I was absolutely made for this. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So the classes were in Hastings? Yeah, the classes were in Hastings. They were from a performer called a lot of pianos. So a lot of legs, (laughs) which she did have. You're now 
giving classes? Yes, I've just started. So I just started my first um, classes three weeks ago and the same kind of format. So it's for beginners to burlesque, no dance experience, no performance experience needed. You just come along and learn some of the moves and, you know, play with some of the costumes and some of the props and see whether or not it's something that you would enjoy doing. We have such a great range of people in the class. Um, we have boylesque performers, so we have um, two male performers with us. So they're um, called boylesque. Boylesque. Okay. The boys are boylesque. <laughs> Um, so we have some boylesque, we have people from the age of 20 up to their mid-50s in my class, and it's Brilliant. just great fun. So we've got a feel or a flavour for your snake charmer act, Judith. So what other kind of acts uh, do you have up your sleeve or down your garter even? As a burlesque performer, you normally will have a Christmas act because yeah. there'll always be a Christmas show. You normally have a Halloween act because mm-hmm. Halloween Halloween is massive in burlesque land. So is that you know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's goth Christmas. We okay. call it. So yeah, <laughs> you always you always have something for that. So I've got a, an act um, doing the Grinch with a with a prosthetic nose. For Christmas, I've got a act for Halloween, which is me dressed as Robert Smith from The Cure, <laughs> doing a doing a spider. But it's all about you know you can get inspiration from music, from films, from popular culture, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's very much what neo burlesque does. It's like a story. So last but not least, uh, tell us a little bit about the the Hastings scene, uh, past and present a little bit about the Hastings scene that you said there was a little yeah there is um there has been um burlesque in Hastings for a very very long time another local performer called Domino Barbeau um was involved and she said some of the I'd, I'd found some posters and was putting up some posters on Facebook and she said they probably came from 2008 or so, mm. um, and there was burlesque in the Carlisle. Mm. There was burlesque in um, the Black Market, mm. which used to be the venue, which yeah. used to be whatever um, on George Street. On George yeah. Street, um, the Print Works, which is around the back of Gotham Alley, um, did it. White Rock Theatre has put on. Um, traveling burlesque shows, so big, high-end traveling mm-hmm. burlesque shows, plus local shows as well. So when Hastings Burlesque started, we were downstairs so in when the Sussex did... Hall. Time. Now, the Electric Palace? Is yeah, the Electric Palace. A very busy local scene, which sounds like uh, it's only going one way, which is brilliant. That was the Electric Palace, which is uh, on the high street in the old town, Hastings Old Town. And I believe it's going to be hosting House of Gorgeous on the 3rd and 4th of December uh, with Poop and Devere and Friends. And that's where I'm going to be heading for my early Christmas present to myself. So maybe I'll see some of you there. Well, I really enjoyed that conversation about burlesque in all its shapes and sizes. I know a bit more about it, although I think we've only touched the surface, really. And there is so much more that I would love an opportunity to chat about. Um, As an actor, 
I'm very curious about Judith's comments that the costume and the makeup were like a, or she felt they were like a protective layer. And also about it being or more intimidating for her uh, backstage rather than being up on stage taking her clothes off. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting and maybe it's got the makings of another podcast um, in it. And let's not forget the boys who do boylesque. So the performers are not exclusively women and nor are the audience exclusively men. I'm very happy to report that there were some boylesque performers at the cabaretserie evening and very good they were too. And the audience was very mixed. Anyway, before we go, I would just like to have a last listen to remind ourselves of some of what we've heard here today. Risque show. Punk feeling burlesque now. Strippers. It's much less about the polish and more about the heart, if you understand what I mean. Overflowing bosoms over corsets. <laughs> Boylesque. Hey. The boys are dancing around on tables. Revival of burlesque, which we call neo-burlesque. Fun and quite adventurous. Incredibly risque. Exotic dancing. Provocative. Punk. Inclusion. Classic showgirly type. But think of tassels. Glamorous, um, traditional, classical burlesque. You just feel like the superhero version of you. And that only leaves me uh, to give a big thank you to Judith and Poppin de Vere, to Cabaret Cerie, uh, to the Irish voices of Dundalk, Fahart and Dublin, Hastings, you are next on the Vox Pop hit list. And I also would like to, to uh, mention the very excellent MC, Robin Nash, who was great crack on the evening. As always, guys, please like, follow, subscribe and share, share, share. Thank you very much for listening to Voices of Hastings with me, your host, Deirdre O'Connell. Uh, please tune in in four weeks' time for some more autumnal fun and frolics. Sláinte, take care, guys. And I'd like to give the last word to the punters. A cabaret serene virgin, if you will, but she's no stranger to shaking her thing and showing us what she's got. And I thought we'd have a little competition, so let's see who can cheer the loudest. The blokes! Really hurt my ears. I'm gonna have to give that to the ladies of me. Yeah.